Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
I think, at least for guys like me and you tomorrow with the type of college basketball and college football uh, action that we got going on. But if you're an NFL person, yeah, sprinkle in a couple NFL games and uh, we got quite a Saturday going on. No doubt. There's a couple games tonight and, and we'll get into those uh, as well. I do want to start, though, with the Thursday night game. Um, you boys played the Raiders. It was uh, it was a typical Chargers-Raiders game, um, to be honest. Uh, just stupidity across the board. What did you make of it? Can you hear me? I think we're having some... I, I can't hear you. I got a little bit of an audio issue going on right now. Does that sound better? Can you hear him now? I think we're talking about Thursday Night Football, right? Yeah, can you... Uh, yeah, I, I... I'm not sure we're live. I got that. Okay, are we... It says we're live on mine. I don't... I, I'm on the YouTube, like the actual YouTube stream, and we're not live there that much I can... Not sure if it's pushed out somewhere else. I think it pushed it out somewhere else. Yeah, I had. We're having some technical issues. I had you at first, and then while you were talking about Thursday night football, you just went away. Okay, I think we're good. I think I think we're good now, though. We're not. I think we're we're like all we're live. We're just not live on like the where it's showing up in the slot. It's showing up in a different slot. All right, well, we'll roll with it. That's what we do here. Julian, can you hear me before I ramble? I can hear you, so we got that part down at least. We got that part down. I was saying (laughs) it's typical. Honestly, this is just the aftermath of what happens when the Raiders and the Chargers play. You have technical difficulties because (laughs) those teams, they do things on the field that no other team – like the end of that game where they're going to try like a 70-yard field goal and then they fumble the – like. It's just so typical. Obviously, the Raiders are now, I think it's safe to say, not going to be making the playoffs. Did you take anything away from that game last night? Uh, I mean, both teams wanted to lose, and the team that needed to win lost, and the team that had no incentive to win is ramming their rookie franchise quarterback into the defensive line, getting pounded on the goal line just to secure a meaningless victory. It's just a weird game. Classic Chargers Raiders. Uh, The Chargers were once six and three, and I kissed my under seven and a half goodbye. We now, uh, (laughs) we now have a little bit of life, at least. There's a a big, well, first of all, we don't know what's going on with Derek Carr. Uh, And we have the Dolphins on tap, and then that Broncos game. That's where they're going to get to eight and, uh, you know, shred my hopes and dreams in week 17. But as far as the game, I take away that the Raiders are frauds, as I thought they were going into this season. They just happened to have a hot start. And so are the Chargers. They're two of the most poorly coached teams in the NFL. Chargers missing the two game-winning field goal attempts. Anthony Lynn losing his kicker eight yards. That that second one probably would have gone in if you didn't lose eight yards. You lose eight yards, take the sack, Call the timeout to freeze your own kicker going into the second kick. Uh, 
I'm probably forgetting more things. The 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 Mariota turnover down in the red zone, like the whole thing is just ridiculous. Like begging the other team to win the game, um, but then the other team is is too incompetent to to get it done as well. But uh, Herbert's the real deal. That's a take a, a takeaway. Herbert's like the only legit guy on the field. Yeah, I mean, obviously he. <laughs> we were talking before the show. He loves to take those. I, I'm a big Herbert guy, as you know, but like. The checkdowns are not his thing. He likes to let it fly. Um, talented player. The Chargers have so much talent each and every year, and they just can't seem to get it together. But, yeah, I agree. Chat just said that. Tony, Herbert really is the only takeaway. The Raiders need a lot of help on defense, and offensively it is what it is. Somebody won a lot of money with Mariota. These people have time machines. Obviously, I do not have a time machine. Um, I, I don't Captain really have a ton to say. Go on. Captaining Mariota is just, I mean, you're, you're bold lighting money on fire. These are, you have to be lighting money on fire other weeks. Um, but you got it back this week plus more. So congrats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, if you captained Mariota this Thursday, that means last Thursday, you probably captained like Stidham. I would assume is your type of strategy. It's a Festivus miracle. Yeah, I, I don't really understand. Um, but you know what? We'll leave that to the DFS boys. Uh, we got betting stuff to talk to. So anything else on the Thursday game? Like I said, Raiders not going to make the playoffs. I don't really have any other takeaways from that AFC West battle. Um, I guess one other takeaway, and part of it is because of how good Herbert is uh, – but the two young receivers on the Chargers, Guyton and Johnson, Johnson the second one, yeah, they uh, those yeah. two guys are good. Like, and they already have. It's not like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are are necessarily going anywhere. Those are solid receivers as well. But like, if you get those, if those two guys develop and they look like they're well on their way, um, that group of receivers that you're going to have with Herbert and they they go deep. Like they want to go deep. Uh, that's going to be scary. So if the if once the Chargers fire Anthony Lynn and maybe get a confident coach who is like, wow, this is what an opportunity to coach Herbert and these receivers um, with some good defensive talent. Like the Chargers can really turn into something in that division um, down the line, going against the Chiefs. That division. And then we'll get the, you know, we'll turn the page. But that division is, yeah, we've got the Chiefs. I don't like the Raiders, but they, you have to admit they're getting a little better year after year. The Chargers have more talent than most teams. And then the, the Broncos season was completely derailed. They're going to come back healthy as well. The West could be like the NFC West, where it's the strongest of the AFC uh, divisions. Uh, totally on board with that. Yeah. All right. Let's jump around a little bit. Like I said, we'll circle back to NFL. We got a lot of Sunday and Saturday games to get to, chat. But we're talk a little college basketball. I know it's not on people's minds, but you know what? When you're betting, you don't really – or at least my philosophy, I don't really care what I'm betting if I know I have an edge. And college basketball right now, uh, I know Julian can attest to this, there's a lot of games out there with money to be made. So every every – Day we have a bunch of games. Fridays are not the best. Uh, first of all, just how was your week in college basketball, and kind of where are you at heading into Friday? Um, good week until a one and three 
Thursday. <laughs> Should have done some things differently. I'm 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 learning on the fly, like things to just keep in mind for the rest of the season. Um, the like Duke on Duke on Wednesday and whatever the game was before that TCU, like really strong bets that I was all about. I should have gone heavier on those uh, rather than get involved with injured teams like Miami and uh, Ohio state who were so banged Miami. up. So Miami, I, I felt like okay about it against Pitt. They actually had a second half playing injured, but then two guys got injured in game and it was just, they were already without three guys. It's just, what are you going to do? So I, it wasn't even a bad, a bad call to bet them based on the injuries they had pregame. It was the in-game stuff that, that really took me down there. Ohio state, I knew they were going to be without their best guy, but lost another uh, guy or not in game, but in warmups, we learned another guy wasn't going to be out there. They had a three for the cover. It missed. So we were there. But that's stuff I need to be better on. And then last night, just I got a little cute with some first halves. Went to St. Louis first half rather than the game. I did get back in at halftime, uh, plus money for the game. But just why even go there? You got to focus in, I guess, on, on what teams you want to bet first half. Like Creighton, I did my, one of my wins was Creighton first half. They are, in my mind, the perfect first half team because they have one of the best first half margins in college basketball. They generally come out hot. Uh, And they're an awful, as you know, awful free throw shooting team. You and I talk about this at least once a week, if not twice a week, because Creighton is about to blow a cover because they're four of 11 in the last five minutes of a game at the free throw line. And that's not going to cover. Creighton's a good team. They're a legit top 10 team. So they're going to be seven, eight, nine point favorites. When you shoot 50% from the line, you're not going to cover those type of numbers. Um, so we're learning more about teams, I guess, is what I'm what I'm trying to say, which I think is going to make us better for, for the rest of the season. I'm really looking forward to some games on Saturday that, that do take a backseat to some college football games, but I'll be involved in them. And I'm still looking through Friday. Fridays usually aren't great, like you said, but there's maybe a play or two in here that, that we'll come up with. Totally with you. Yeah, it's been pretty good. It's there's a lot of teams. And one thing I just want to point out. So due to COVID and, you know, just the craziness of this season, they the NCAA just ruled that all transfers, they got an immediate waiver. So you're going to see some rosters change quickly. Uh, Some guys that were going to sit are now eligible. I don't know exactly what that means. I think it's player to player. But I'll take Creighton as an example. You know, they had O'Connell. He played last night for St. against St. John's. Now, did you make a huge impact? No, but there's a lot of teams that are going to get some welcome help. If you are betting, just make sure you're aware that, you know, some of these lines, you look and you're like, that doesn't make sense. It could be because some transfers are now about to play. So uh, keep that in mind. There's really not that much tonight. You got BYU and San Diego State is probably the biggest game. Obviously, you know me, Julian, I'm going to give you a game that I have a funny feeling no one... Who, who was watching the stream even knew was on the slate. We're going, and I've mentioned this team before, to the Peacocks, St. Peter's, once again. Uh, I'm just going to stick with this team. It's been some good and some bad against Maryland. They got their doors blown off, rebounded against Niagara. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Mammoth. Uh, we've only seen Mammoth play once. It was an eight-point loss to Hofstra. It's as simple as this. I just think St. Peter's is a better team. I've seen them six times. 
I will ride with them in, in a pseudo pick them. Uh, not much on this card besides that for me, though. That was one of the funniest jokes I've heard in a while. <laughs> I You literally made me laugh out loud. You've watched the St. Peter's Peacock six times. <laughs> that's that's right. Don't don't hate. Um, uh, I'm not hating. I just that's, – that's great stuff right there. That's Nobody else has watched the St. Peter's Peacock no. six times unless you are a St. Peter's Peacock. So – uh, and probably those people haven't even. So congrats. That's debatable. That, that validates your your you know opinion on this game, I think. So that's a spot that I, I am going to take a little bit of a look at. Take a look. Um, for me, I don't I, – I think I San Diego State's kind of a machine. Like they beat up on teams. So – and BYU's – had a lot of you know letdowns I think so it's a little bit of a square spot but I'm, I'm going to take a look at San Diego State um, I've been getting more involved in the first half line so I don't know if that's going to be a first half play or a full game play they've been closing games really strong um, they're just good right they're just good so they're probably good for the whole game they're, they're a spot that I'm going to look at um, I'm looking for a lot do you have a lineup on the on Rhode Island Davidson I do. It's a Rhode Island is giving five at home. That's what I thought it was. I, so I don't see that up right now. It went, just went down for me, but that's what I thought it was. I, I'm really torn on on that one. Obviously, I, I've watched every URI game uh, because I went to URI, but and they've been pretty good against the spread, even though they're not uh, winning. Some of them is, have been by the hook, so it depends what number you got them at. But Dave, Davidson's a pretty good team. Uh, this is the first time URI's opened as a favorite this season, which is pretty wild. It speaks to how tough of a schedule they've lined up for themselves, which I think has them pretty battle tested. So Davidson is a, a team that I, I like. Um, I think a lot of projection models have this, you know, being a very close game, but from, and Davidson just is coming off an awful loss as like a double digit home favorite to, to Charlotte. So it could be a bounce back spot for them, but I think URI is a pretty pretty tested team, and they've, you know, come into this as the A10 home opener. I'm kind of leaning toward towards Rhode Island here. Uh, this is the first really strong spot that they've they've been in so far this season because they've taken so many good tests. Baylor drops out of that Empire Classic; they just jump in to play Arizona State and BC. Uh, Louisville cancels its trip out to Wisconsin; they jump on board two days' notice and go out to Wisconsin and play. So. I think that they've they've been tested enough, and they did lose their starting center, one of the Mitchell twins uh, from Maryland, the good one, because one of them's bad and one of them good somehow. The good one is out for the season with a knee injury, so that will hurt. But uh, Jermaine Harris has been back playing better. I'm I'm leaning towards the Rams. That's one I need to dig into a little bit more. Yeah, that's an interesting game. I mean, not all records are created equal. You see, they're three and four, but. They could be seven and zero if they played nobody. Um, right. These are good teams. URI should be. Um, they're they're too big of a favorite almost for a three and four team um, going against Davidson. It feels like almost too big, which makes me think that they're going to cover it. If that makes sense. Um, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. They're good, like I said, and I'll just the last thing I'll say, and then we'll move to college football. Or actually, I do want to talk briefly about Gonzaga-Iowa tomorrow. But Western yeah. Kentucky, the team they just played, is very good. So don't 
just gloss over that. That's not a bad loss, losing by three on the road. Western Kentucky is serious business. Um, I, I watched them play Memphis earlier in the year. Anyway, there is a marquee game chat in Saturday. It's Gonzaga and Iowa. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Two high-powered offenses. It's going to be high-scoring. Is there anything – are you going to watch it or are you going to bet it? I guess that's the easiest way I can ask the question. Probably both. Uh, that noon window of college games is at least, you know, I think the four and eight o'clock windows are a little bit more enticing. Those are the ones I'll be locked in on more. I'll have bets at noon for college football. I'll be checking out the Ohio State game, um, some other stuff going on. But I'm probably going to be focused on the basketball game at noon before I go over to the football side of things. Uh, my question to you before we went on was, what do you think the total opens in this game? Yeah, it's going to be – I mean, you can only set it so high. Uh, I think it will be in the mid-170s, and for college sports, that's almost unheard of. Right. So, I mean, I don't, do you think it could push 180? I guess that's what I'm asking you. I, I can't imagine it, it's 180. No. I, my question was going to be, do you think there's any chance it opens like – tonight late tonight at like 169 and by tip off we're looking at like 177 like is there a chance <laughs> yeah i mean if you figure if it opened in the high 160s obviously and it's a competitive spread you're looking at team totals in the in the 80s you know the low to mid 80s that's somewhat reasonable the, the they both score 90 every freaking game that's the thing so like i'm and they're and they're not going to stop these aren't teams that are going to stop each other. Like, it's not like it's Baylor on the other side. Like, I, I don't know. Everybody's going to be on the over, but I kind of want to bet the over. <laughs> I'm a, Obviously, the number will determine it. But, yeah, that's something right. I'm going to take a look at. And certainly one of the many reasons I'll shop in premium slack. We have a great group in there talking a lot of sports, dropping a lot of bets, and it's been fun. Um, we're, we're in a little bit of a run, knock on wood, we're going to keep it going. But uh, I do want to see what this number opens at and what it closes at, because you're right. If it opens in the 160s, I have a feeling by tip-off, it'll cross 170. Oh, it'll <laughs> it'll cross 170. So what do you think the spread opens as well is the other question. Uh, yeah, that's a little trickier. Um, Four and a half? So we haven't seen – when's the last – we haven't seen Gonzaga in quite some time, right? December 2nd. I believe this game is in the Dakotas, question mark? I don't think it's in the kennel up in, in Gonzaga. I believe it's a neutral floor it's new, game. It's a neutral, it's a neutral floor game. I don't know where. I didn't look it up where. Okay. So, yeah, I'd say maybe a couple points. Um. It's tough, though. I think it's going to be a close competitive spread. Iowa's really good. They have the best player in the country in Garza. I'm not sure I'm going to have a play on the on a side, though, I'll be honest. Well, if you go if we go back to the Baylor game, which was would be exactly two weeks ago canceled, um, that one was bouncing around between, like, two and four and a half. Mm-hmm. So I assume Gonzaga ha- – and that was neutral as well. So I assume Gonzaga has to be a bigger favorite unless you're knocking them for not playing over the last two weeks while Iowa's been, you know, running through teams. 
Yeah, I do think that matters a little, but you are right, though. I think that's got to be worth a point or two. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. Like I said, we're going to take a look, um, and we'll keep people posted. But let's – oh, go ahead. I will will just say quickly for a side, I'm I'm a Zags sucker. I'm going to keep betting them until it doesn't work. So I'll I'll probably be in Zags. As long as it's a fair number, I have my I have him plus a thousand to to win it all. Um, somehow Jalen Suggs not tearing his Achilles when he like recovered from it in thirty minutes <laughs> was the greatest thing in the world. And they also you mentioned the new rules. They have a they have a top fifty recruit. I'm blanking on his name, who just graduated high school, who's now eligible immediately to play this season. Um a 6'10 power forward who's a top 50 recruit. So Gonzaga is going to get another big off the bench whenever they want to start using. Yeah. Like I said, that's going to be something. Some of these teams are about to transform because uh, of that. So keep that in mind. They're just really good. So no doubt about it. Um, All right. I do want to say real quickly, and we're going to talk some college football. Then we'll get to NFL. You see it. Our, our man behind the glass, Tyler Zander, put it right on the screen for you guys. Weekly NBA pass for a dollar. I know you've heard this on other shows, but I have to mention it because it's it's a dollar. Uh, promo code Caruso. You're going to get in for a week leading up to the 29th. Get everything that we have here. I had a call yesterday with, with fellas. Just so much going on. Alex working really hard to put out some new tools. Obviously, we've got projections, ownership, all that good stuff. Uh, shows the written content, it doesn't get any better. There's no better time to get in because it's for a dollar. We're confident that you're going to stick around, and that's why we're doing it. So uh, with NBA quickly approaching, no better time. And then you get in Slack and you say what's up. Before that, though, chat, you know the drill. It is Friday. I'm going to ask for some likes. But more importantly than that, subscribe to the channel. I, I We talk all the time. I, I didn't know that people watched the videos and weren't subscribed. It helps you out. It helps us out. Uh, you click subscribe. You hit that notification bell. You're alerted. We have so many shows uh, coming up in a couple hours. We've got the lineup builder show with Josh and Alex. Uh, certainly some final looks for NFL. I'm on tomorrow morning with Matt Gajeski doing college football. And that's what we're going to talk about right now, Julian. It's here. It's conference championship week. It doesn't really feel like it because there's so many makeup games. But we do have some big ones. So I'm just going to get right to it. We're going to the big, big games. We got Notre Dame and Clemson, the rematch. Trevor Lawrence will be playing this time are you gonna bet it do you like it uh and then we'll talk about the playoff itself yeah so i'm personally not going to bet it because i have multiple futures tied in with clemson to win the acc um i made a i'm i'm a square i made a bunch of like parlays on dk sportsbook prior to the season um that had the big, the biggest one was just the chiefs to win the, the AFC West Alabama to win their division in the SEC. Um, both of which have, have hit essentially. Um, and then Clemson to win the ACC title game. So I put those three together and it was essentially even money. I think it was like minus one Oh five. Um, so I loaded up on that. So I basically just have Clemson minus one Oh five, uh, in this game. And then I did a little bit more with just, Ohio State to win, Clemson to win, Alabama to win, and threw in maybe like the uh, Seattle to beat the Jets last weekend just as another piece. That was like minus 110. These are just giant square parlays with massive, massive favorites. 
Clemson's really the only one with a realistic shot to lose, in in my opinion. Um, but I think they will win. So I don't want to mess around with ten and a half. Ten and a half is pretty scary. Like I might want to, if you asked me, if you told me I had to bet the game, I might uh, take Notre Dame at that number. It was it opened seven and a half and moved pretty quickly. I think uh, that yeah, it's going to be the best. It's probably going to be the best of those of those big games. I think Clemson wins. I think Notre Dame covers. So, uh, as you know, I'm a no- noted Notre Dame hater. Uh, I don't I think Notre that they're – yeah, I don't think they're nearly as good as some people think, but I also have to say that this is a good Notre Dame team. Um, I'm also not overly sold that Clemson's a juggernaut. Do I think Clemson wins? I do. Ten and a half is not the best number, though. Like, I, I had this game kind of circled after they lost in a kind of ridiculous game in South Bend with the backup QB, even though he was fantastic in that game. I was hoping the soap, you know, would have crept maybe under a touchdown that obviously hasn't happened. I I think Clemson wins, but I'm not really confident in betting the game. I do want to ask you in chat. I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. If you have any, if Clemson loses, do you think they have any chance to get in the playoff? I don't think you can put them in, right? I, I don't. I mean, so Notre Dame becomes a better loss, I guess, because they're eleven and zero with two wins over you. But and I do think Clemson is better than anybody else that you could put in. But that's the thing. I don't know who would. So you're going to have say everything else. You have Alabama. You have Ohio State. You have obviously Notre Dame. Who would be the fourth team? Texas A&M? I guess that's the only... They're not going to put in Cincinnati. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, by default, it has to be Texas A&M. It would be... I mean, what a position Florida would be in if (laughs) Clemson loses that first game. You see them. You get to see them lose before you play at 8 o'clock, hyped up for the primetime game. But no, you threw a shoe, and now you don't have a chance. Now you don't have a... You took away your chance to... To get that spot, they wouldn't have beat it. They weren't going to beat Alabama anyway. Um, if I'm being real, but still, it would have been fun to have the chance, right? Yeah, I mean, they're just that's why you don't throw shoes. Uh, I had I had Florida uh, minus one fifty on the live money line in that game. I no words. Yeah, they had every chance in the world. But yeah. I, that to me is the fascinating part about the Clemson situation. I. I don't know. Texas A&M is kind of in a weird spot. They are playing. They play Tennessee. I assume they will win. Um, Bama gets Florida, 17-point favorite there. I'm getting these from Odd Chopper, by the way. Oddchopper.osmo.com, best place to go. You get the best lines. can chop around. Uh, Incredibly useful on the college side. And then Ohio State, you know, uh, Northwestern, is a fine team, but they're a 20-point underdog in this game. Is there any of these spots, uh, you kind of just mentioned it, is Clemson the only one you think realistically that could get tripped up? Uh, yeah, and, and I, don't, I really don't think they will. Like We both think Clemson will win the game. I think one of the – people talk about how many points Notre Dame scored in that game. It did go to double overtime. And there was a scoop and score involved defensively that was caused by, I know the backup QB was great, but that was a, a, 
um, a fumbled handoff uh, with uh, ETN, I think, with the the backup QB. Mm-hmm. So maybe Lawrence saves you seven points there. You look at the game in regulation. The Notre Dame offense only scored touchdowns on its first and last drive. No offensive touchdowns in between, and then got the production, uh, the extra points from from overtime. So it's a little bit of a stretch, but like. Clemson's defense wasn't as bad as people maybe make it out to be in that game, and they're getting some guys back that didn't play in that game. So I think they'll be more competitive. I think that they'll be more motivated, obviously, and having Lawrence, even though the backup was good in that game, is is going to make a difference. Uh, and 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 it's Notre Dame. Like it's not like they're playing Alabama in in this game. I, I think that they're gonna get through it and then not make, not make us have to make that weird decision about who, who gets in if they, if they lose. Yeah, that would be very, very interesting for a variety of reasons. Um, other than that, I do, I do want to quickly say, first of all, like I said, in the rare chance that I get a chance to take a victory lap, I'm going to do it. Uh, and, and you get credit for this as well. We have, I think now the secret's out. Wisconsin football is absolutely broken. There were two weeks in a row where they were favorite and they were absolutely demolished. I loved Iowa last week. Uh, just it wasn't even remotely competitive. Wisconsin never would have scored if there weren't turnovers. I love it. Uh, two weeks ago, Indiana cash, 13-point dog, one outright. They are on the schedule. They are 12.5-point favorite against Minnesota. Now, I will say Minnesota is not good at all. I did take a look at this, though, just on principle, considering this strategy has really been positive lately with how bad Wisconsin looks. I mean, that's one of the first things I texted you this week was, are we going to fade Wisconsin in this spot? And you go through Wisconsin like they've lost three in a row. They lost a couple as as favorites. Um, But all these teams have been good at defense. And Minnesota is not. So it's it's concerning. But at the same time, the offense just – if you've watched any of these games, and the thing is I hadn't really watched them play. You put me onto it for, for Indiana, and I watched bits and pieces. Last week I watched the whole thing with, with Iowa. It's bad. Minnesota's defense is not Iowa, but, man, that offense is bad. Wasn't the quarterback getting like Heisman talk after the first game <laughs> that they played? Really yeah, well? I mean he was unstoppable against Illinois, and that is—it looks like a different team completely. I'm not even—it's just night and day. Uh, they have no—the only thing that they do is just run the ball into the line. That's their only play. Now against Minnesota, I don't know that—that that might actually work because they are. <laughs> There's 130 schools in Division I football. Minnesota comes in 130th in rushing yards allowed per attempt at 6.6. That's worse than UMass. That's worse than Bowling Green. They are the worst rushing defense in the entire country, and that is the big red flag in this game. It's the one thing Wisconsin can do is run the ball. So that, that's the scary part of this. All right, you should have led with that because I was on the fence. That's a huge number. Um, I I don't – yeah, it's – I don't want to make it – because you bring up a good point, yes. But at the same time, if you want to speak to both sides of this, they're not Iowa offensively. They're a little bit more dynamic. So 
they may yield some more points to Wisconsin, but they may score more than these other teams have. But I, I just, for reference, Iowa allows 2.8 yards per rush. Uh, Minnesota's almost two and a half times that with each carry. That's really concerning. That's the scary part about this line. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be, uh, there's so much going on. Uh, I'm going to be watching obviously Notre Dame Clemson at four cheering for Clemson outright. I do. Do me both. Here's another, here's another uh, game that we can get into next. The, I have a play on Boise, which is in the four o'clock window. Uh, okay. So I don't need to necessarily add a, add a third play here. I thought fading Wisconsin was going to be the move, but I don't know if I can do it with that number. Honestly, this might just be a pass uh, with plenty of other stuff going on. Like we don't need to force this. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, I think it's not a bad idea to, to take a look live. Maybe um, if Minnesota is unable to stop the run early, it's going to be a long game. It's not like the last two weeks. I think one of the important things is, Julian, you talk about this a lot, knowing when to kind of cash in your 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 gains. Like you don't have to push it and give some back. You can pick your spots. Uh, we've made some really good money against Wisconsin. We don't need to give it back, maybe pushing it for no reason. But talk to me about Boise State, and then we'll move to the NFL. Well, I already gave my, my Wisconsin fade money back on Florida, so I, now, now I need to give it back <laughs> okay. again. Um, Fair enough. Anyway, this I I don't get this uh, this Boise one. I, I didn't even know like San Jose State is ranked and Boise isn't now because um, I don't look at the rankings. I think that that throws you off, and I think that's why we're getting. I got I got Boise six and a half. I think there's some six and a half still on the board. Yep. This game got canceled like a month ago or less, and Boise was an eleven and a half point favorite. San Jose State has played nobody really. Like they've they have an upset win as a double digit dog, but I, you look at some of the common opponents. Boise's rolled them much harder. Boise's one you know red flag game was a, a huge loss to BYU, where I know you and I both were on either the BYU side or the BYU team total and, and cashed on that game. But Boise was playing with third and fourth string QBs in that game. Uh, so you kind of toss that one out the window and BYU is just really good. So if we look at the rest of their schedule, they've been steamrolling teams. They've slowed down a little bit lately, but the common opponents they've done, done better with. And just as a, the value better in me looks at this, like not much has changed over the last month. And this game was 11 and a half. Now they give it to us at six and a half because San Jose State somehow has a little number next to its name, and, and Boise doesn't. I think the – I don't even know the numbers, but we all know the trend about unranked favorites against ranked teams. That generally does very well, both in college basketball and football. Uh, Boise's the more explosive team. I think they're going to win this game by double digits. Yeah, I mean, they're coming off – it may not look impressive, but anytime you go into Wyoming and get a victory, you know how I feel about that place. Yep. Uh, They've got stability at, offensively. I think they will be able to move the ball. I'll be honest. I don't know what to make of San Jose State. Uh, they've done everything they've been asked to. I, I didn't think they were going to be good coming into the season. They've been a surprise. I, it would be Boise or pass, I'll tell you that much. I like that number. I thought this would be more in the 10 point, similar to Clemson. I thought this would be more in that 10, 10 and a half range. 
And I thought Clemson's number would be more in the six, six and a half range. So uh, I see it. Obviously, we're going to have some plays. Show tomorrow morning. Uh, make sure you tune in. 945 Eastern chat. But let's get to the NFL. We've got about 20 minutes left here. We've got Saturday games. We've got Sunday games. We've got one Monday game. Uh, I'm heading to Odd Shopper here to take a look. This is it. I mean, there's all different types. This is what I like about weeks like this. We've got all different types of games. You've got elimination games, Bears-Vikings. You've got the Jets and the Rams, 17-point spreads. You've got the Chiefs and the Saints. Could be a Super Bowl preview. Here's uh, a little note on that one, too. Schefter, Drew Brees, is going to start that game. Oh, all right. So step one, and I think you'll bigger. agree, that means that Alvin Kamara's prop uh, for receptions is what I would recommend people going to get him as soon as you can. I believe he will be catching many, many checkdowns from Drew Brees this week. Agreed. That's step one. Um, all right, let's – where do you want to start? Do you want to start with that game? Do you want to start with uh, the Rams sitting as a 17-point favorite? Uh, h- how do you want to do this? Um, we're already on Saints Chiefs, even though that's in the later window. So let's let's just go let's with it. it. Um, yes. First of all, I mean, well, let me bring up Kamara's game log. I guess like we know the number is going to be a little bit depressed because of the the Taysom Hill situation where he just wasn't getting him the ball, and that improved a little bit. Last week, when they lost, uh, yeah, I, I right, especially playing from behind has has something to do with that. Uh, but this this always is in a better situation with Breeze in. So if we get any discount here on Kamara, that's something that we we have to take. So last week, Kamara was targeted ten times. He caught seven of them for forty four yards. Made that. I wish that hadn't happened because that's going to bring Same. the prop up a little bit. But uh, the last three games he had before that six targets. He caught three of them over a three game span. That's, that's ridiculous. So hopefully we get some value here. I didn't know he was quite as good through the air last week. So that's going to take away some value that I'm not happy about, but yeah, I also am not afraid at all of Drew Brees starting this, this game. I I like square city here, but I, I like the chiefs, especially if now with Brees in, we get this number under three, which we should. The Chiefs have failed to cover five games in a row, which people are going to be quick to point out, but they have won all those games. So they put themselves in position to win, not necessarily cover. I think they're going to put themselves in position to win again this week. So we don't have to deal with a, a winning by multiple scores to cover. The spreads have been seven and a half, 10. Like if this is two, two and a half now, I want to be on that side of the Chiefs just winning this game. You have a feel on this total? Uh, it kind of just no. sitting there. No, tough. It, it's a. I think this is just a a game you can do a lot of different things with. Um, you know, you mentioned Breeze looks like he's going to be in the totals fifty one and a half. Kind of feels right. I'm with you. It's not my favorite game on the board in terms of betting. I would go to the Chiefs side. I'm just not convinced uh, that I don't know how big of a hot take is. I don't know where Drew Brees is at just in in general. Um, he's got weapons, Sean Payton, obviously, but the Chiefs seem to just be able to turn it on and off. And they even when they don't play well, uh, somehow the I mean, 
take the Raiders out of it, and they've looked pretty damn good all year. So, yeah. uh, and I just I got I want to see what the spread does if Breeze is officially ruled in. If this crosses three and dips to two and a half, I'll probably take my position right there uh, and see where it holds. But I do want to. I ask you every week, and I'm going to do it right now. There are a couple spreads that are pretty big. And we've got the Rams at 17, the Ravens at 12 and a half. Um, who else? We got a couple north of a touchdown. The Steelers at 12 and a half as well. Is it teaser season in week 15? Uh, are you looking to get these teams down to, say, minus two and a half? Maybe the, the Rams inside a touchdown against the Jets. No, it's a little too messy for me. And like okay. you know, I, I like the stuff in the six to seven range get them down to just winning the game uh, mm-hmm. rather than getting the Rams to 10 or whatever. Like I would rather just lay, try and find a 17 and lay the 17 with the Rams after what we saw in Seattle last week. Like the Jets have been hanging out in LA all week, winless. Like what do you think they're doing? Prepping for this game or celebrating that they're not where we are sitting in the middle of a blizzard and hanging out in LA. Probably the latter. So the Jets aren't going to come to play this week. The Rams need to keep winning because basically it's going to come down to that huge game in Seattle next week, uh, potentially for the division, where some look-ahead lines have that one pretty much as a pick in Seattle. That's going to be a massive game. So Huge game. The only red flag here is the look-ahead spot for the Rams. But against the Jets and with how good that defense is, like maybe you can look at something like the Jets team total under – uh, there's some different ways, different routes to go here, but I would be rather than putting the Rams in a teaser, I would just lay 17. Yeah, I mean that just speaks to how bad the Jets are. Um, I want to see what, and I talk about Square. We were both on this. The time to get on this was last week, but I think that you can go right back to potentially Cam Akers props. They seem eager to get him 20 plus carries in these spots. The Jets have no chance to stop him or anybody else. So. Uh, I'm going to get to it though. My favorite bet of the week. It's moved a little. I got it at seven. It's now seven and a half, but it's only minus one Oh two. So I wouldn't even mind buying it back. If you don't want to lose by the hook. I like the Colts quite a bit here at home. I think that Houston is as done as teams can be across the league. The bears absolutely throttled them last week. They looked not competitive, we know the issues on the outside, and now it's even worse. I mean, Deshaun Watson has nobody uh, to throw to out there. I think Houston has kind of packed it in. The Colts need this game at home. I think they just run through them, similar to what we saw last week with the Bears uh, win this going away. They very well could. Now, you certainly want to be on the Colts side of this one. I'm not going to make the argument to bet Houston. Uh, we did see them play two weeks ago when it was a six-point game. So it was competitive, but I mean, things have changed since then. Here's the only thing I'll say. I, if I bet this game, I'm, I'm, I'm betting Indy. You could, Indy would be arguably uh, a teaser piece for me with the other one, maybe being someone like Buffalo on that Saturday slate in, in Denver. I don't think they're going to lose that game. I don't think the Broncos are going to be what, what trips the bills up. Uh, what about the Packers? What? It's funny you bring that up because the other Saturday game is the Packers at home, eight and a half point favorite over the Panthers. Uh, 
do you have any interest in that as a possible other part of a, a teaser or like a money line parlay piece? Yes, I think the two favorites win on Saturday. So you could do a Saturday okay. teaser if you wanted to. Or you could link either of those pieces with Indy, I think. Um, those are probably the, the type of teaser pieces I would be looking at this week. But my favorite bet, and we don't have a number yet, but my favorite bet for the Colts game, last week I bet David Montgomery over 67 and a half rushing yards. First carry of the game, 80-yard score. Winner. Um, Jonathan yeah, Taylor, work. up 50 last week, 90-plus in three straight games. He's the guy now. I, I want Jonathan Taylor's rushing prop. Uh, as soon as it opens, because it's only going to go up. I love uh, absolutely uh, couldn't agree more. Houston, thirty first in the league in rushing yards allowed per attempt at five per carry. That's absolutely abysmal. Indy yep. wants to run the ball. They're going to be winning, in my opinion. That's why I bet them. Perfect spot for Jonathan Taylor, and I, I really think there's even worse. And this is obviously a kind of. I don't even know what you want to call it, like philosophical thing for me. So take it for what it's worth. But to me, like the Jets are awful, but they've always been awful. The worst thing is teams that had expectations and it didn't, you know, come to fruition. Like the Texans are done and they were not expected to be just lifeless at the end of the year. I don't think they have any interest in playing. I kind of am interested to see if Deshaun Watson plays these last couple weeks, to be honest, because... They are just getting decimated. They look uninterested. It's been a lost year. We know they changed coaches and whatnot. Colts have to have this game. They're not going to get tripped up by Houston at home here. They're going to run through them, particularly with Jonathan Taylor. So uh, I, I do like it's that. Like, real, real quick, if you were to tease or make a two-team money line parlay, Colts are obviously one of your pieces. What's your next? What's your second strongest piece to put it with? It would be, for me, it would be the Packers. Uh, Just being at home, McCaffrey once again, you know, not going to be there, it looks like. I I don't really, I know the Panthers have shown some signs, but to me, Green Bay just at home too strong. Now, I know they're battling for home field, uh, and that is important, but yeah, so they've wrapped up their division, but I I think just they get it done. I want to ask you, though, this is a very interesting game. Your boys taking on Tua. Now, we know what Bill does against rookie QBs. We just saw him decimate Justin Herbert. The Dolphins have to have this game. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Patriots not good. Do you do you just stay away, or do you think there is some value in this spot? I'm probably going to stay away. Uh, the Patriots have defeated now – I I think 11, it's either 10 or 11 rookie QBs in a row. It goes back to a, a Geno Smith game in 2013, actually. Uh, questionable call uh, to, to give that game to the Jets. The, they've also, though, the last five times the Pats have played in Miami in December or later, they're one and four straight up. And this is obviously the worst team of the bunch that they've had going down there and maybe one of the best Dolphins teams. So, Man, like, just watching that Rams game, like, Cam Newton cannot move the ball. Uh, and Miami's got a pretty good defense. So, I like, you, like you've been talking about, this is a, a changing of the guard in the NFC, uh, the AFC East. The Bills are obviously going to win the division, but Miami's a good team with playoff hopes. I, I, I think Miami wins the game. 
um, if you made me bet it, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to do anything with it. Are you going to do anything with TB12 going out, going into the dome in Atlanta, a team that, you know, it's kind of like the chargers of the NFC. Atlanta's got talent. Um, I, I don't know. It's a six point spread. Tampa looked better really? last week. Tough, doesn't tough Tampa matchup, now? Though. Doesn't Tampa now have the kicker, punter, and long snapper all on the COVID reserve list? Like we don't know if they're going to play. Does that say they don't play? Um, how big of an impact does something like that <clears throat> make for you? I guess. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea the real impact. <laughs> so the impact it makes for me is that you just stay away. Like. Yeah. Who handles okay. the duties? How good are they? I I, I don't know. Um, so this is a wait and see spot for me, just because of a weird group of special teams players that are, you know, up in the air. I think it's a weird game to begin with. I, I'm just for my futures. I'm just probably going to root for Tampa to win. They are right in that teaser wheelhouse at six, but I don't I don't know if I can trust the spot. Uh, Atlanta's defense has been improved since the coaching change. We talk about that every week. I'm probably just going to stay away here. The only other spot that I want to talk about, and it's a very tough game, uh, not going to bet it. We saw Jalen Hurts come in. Credit to him. They obviously look better. There's no doubt about it. They go, and this is a huge game for both teams, Arizona at home, six-point spread. Over under those 49.5, I'm going to lean to the under, and I just think that Philly – even if it's not conscious, they have found this formula with Jalen Hurts on there. It's almost like Taysom Hill. They're going to try to control clock, limit turnovers, no big plays, uh, and kind of grind grind games out because their defense is better than people realize. Uh, Kyler is starting to run a little more. I think Philly can limit the explosive plays on that side. This to me is like a 24-20, a 21-17 type game. I actually really like the under 49 and a half uh, in Arizona. I don't mind that. And the Cardinals were an under team uh, very consistently out of the gates. And we've, we've seen yep. them obviously rest a lot. Uh, and you're right about the way that Philly's Philly's going to be working. I'm interested to see what Hurts' rushing prop is. Uh, obviously at a 100-yard game last week, but the number that really jumped out to me, 18 carries. They go to him a lot. A lot. Uh, so that's, that's something I'm looking at. If you made me take a side in the game, honestly, it's I, I would take a stab at, at – Philly money line. Um, Let's go. I hope you're right. I yeah, I know you do. I, <laughs> I think that they, they did turn a little bit of a corner. Like it wasn't just Hurts. Hurts played well, but look at how how much better the rest of the team played. Um, and they're going to be energized. So like if we go back to the beginning of the season, Philly had a win total of what nine and a half. Arizona six and a half, seven and a half. Like Philly was supposed to be the better team, and if they're going to use their talent at the type of level that is good enough to beat the Saints, then they're perfectly capable of winning a game like this. So I think this is a spot where maybe we can still get the Eagles a little bit undervalued. Like if they win this game, then they're going to be considered, you know, pretty good down the stretch and in terms of uh, how they're looked at on the spread. So I think this is maybe one last chance if the Eagles actually are going to turn a corner with Hertz. Uh, to get, you know, plus 220, plus 230 on that money line and and cash in. Yeah, and they have, as crazy as it sounds, like they don't control their own destiny, but they're pretty close because they have Washington and Dallas left. 
on their schedule. Right. So um, you win this game, it's almost all in front of you. And that is kind of interesting. Like I said, I think that's a game controlled on the ground. Last question before we bump out of here, chat. Like I said, fun times. You can follow us. you got the Twitter handles right there if you have questions and games we didn't get to. Uh, I know Julian will be dropping some plays. I'll be in Slack dropping some plays. You can hit me up on Twitter. Give us a follow. And sign up for Caruso. Uh, I don't need to say that twice, so that's obvious. Is there a team of all these teams, uh, I guess for you, would it be Philly if you had to pull a money line upset, a, a dog that's live? Yeah, Philly, I, I probably will make a small bet on, on Philly money line. So that's obviously where I'm going to go here. There's just scrolling through the board. There's not all that attractive of an underdog. Like maybe the Falcons, um, even though I would lean to Tampa. I, Washington football team's playing pretty well. Uh, Seattle really needs that one, though. To And to I worry about Haskins. Right. Uh, that's also that's also an issue. It's a look. It's a they're on the road. It's a look ahead spot for Seattle with the big game against the Rams next weekend. But still, uh, just scrolling through. Oh, I will say one other piece. This line this line was smaller until we got all the bad news out of out of the Giants. But Cleveland is at like six six and a half now. That they should roll the Giants now with. Maybe no Jones, Frey Kitchens calling plays against the Browns, and uh, no Bradbury back there for the Giants. That's a mess. But going back to your question, yeah, give me Eagles money line definitely for for a dog this week. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the answer because the other reasonable ones are the Giants. I don't like that spot. The Washington football team, I don't like that spot. Falcons, I think, is fine, but I'm not going to make that case. I think, again, this is not nearly as aggressive. I would much rather bet Philly because you're getting much better odds. I think the Bears and the Vikings is a complete toss-up. The Bears are getting three and a half points. Both teams are dysfunctional. Um, They are on life support. They're coming off a nice win. Trubisky needs to be better, but so does Cousins. So I think if you wanted to splash there, you wouldn't wouldn't have to sell me too hard to say that the Bears can steal that game. But nothing that I'm going to make. For me, the Colts is by far my favorite bet of the week. Uh, I think they absolutely crush Houston, and that is where – I will be concentrating along with my Kamara prop that I think a lot of people will be on. Agree with you there. Uh, Kamara prop I'll be on. Jonathan Taylor Jonathan prop Taylor. I'll be on. Um, and Derrick Henry kicking myself for not betting over like 106 yards last week. I was like, eh. I think he had 215, and now he goes against Insane. the Lions. That's another spot that is probably going to be a huge number that I might just lay it on. No, I don't. I, obviously, he's live for 2,000. Um, they need to keep them and the Colts need to keep winning. Um, and I think they both do that. So on that note, chat, like I said, this is fun as always, you know, a nice easy show to get your Friday morning started. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 945 Eastern, me and Matt Kajeski breaking down college football. Find, like I said, me and Julian in Slack, me and Julian on Twitter. Thanks again, everyone. Hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe to the channel on your way out if you haven't already done that. And stay tuned. Shows all day coming up. Next, uh, I believe in one hour, it is the lineup builder show. Josh Engelman, Alex Baker, they will take you through and we'll get ready for what's going to be a fun weekend full of sports. Good luck, everyone. Thanks again to Tyler behind the glass and we'll see you guys next week.